Thank you for joining us today on Drawing Near. This podcast is designed to help in drawing near to God through reading God's Word and then applying its truths to our lives. If I can be of assistance to you, feel free to reach out to me through my email address in the description section of this podcast. On Sunday, we will celebrate the resurrection of Jesus. During the week that led up to his sacrifice, his crucifixion, death, and resurrection, Jesus taught daily. And daily doesn't really convey the frequency of his teaching accurately. He taught constantly. During our next few studies, we will look at some of what Jesus taught leading up to his betrayal. Today on Drawing Near, we observe the upper room and a lesson that took place during the Passover observance. So let's open our Bibles to John chapter 13 and study Jesus Washes the Disciples' Feet. And as we prepare for today's study, let's pray together. Our Father in heaven, we give thanks to you for this special time of the year. Hopefully, we're observing the resurrection, remembering the resurrection of Jesus every single week, almost daily. But at Easter time, at Resurrection Sunday time, we focus especially on his sacrifice and his resurrection. Father, there are so many sorrowful things that happened in Jesus' life during this time. Isaiah tells us that Jesus was a man of sorrow, acquainted with grief. We can't begin to accurately portray all that Jesus endured. We thank you for the teaching that took place during this time that we clearly see in the Gospels. Father, open our eyes and our ears. Give us the ability to see and to understand, to hear the truths of these words, and then apply them to our lives. We thank you for Jesus, his death, burial, and resurrection that atones for our sins and gives us eternal life. Help us, Father, to walk in that faith that we've entrusted in you. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Let's read John 13, beginning at verse 1. It says, Now before the feast of the Passover, when Jesus knew that his hour had come, that he should depart from this world to the Father, having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. What a wonderful beginning to this chapter and this passage. Jesus is aware of what's going to take place, the betrayal, the death, burial, and resurrection. He knew that he was going to leave this world and go to the Father. Isn't that a wonderful thought? That's what we're going to do too, because of faith in Jesus Christ, faith in what he did for us on the cross. We are going to depart from this world someday, and we're going to go to the Father. It says Jesus, having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. I had a professor of New Testament in college who always encouraged his students to finish well. No one could have finished better than the Lord Jesus. He is a marvelous example of going through this life, doing what is right, and finishing well. Having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. Then in verse 2, we're told the time frame of what we're looking at today. And supper being ended, the devil having already put it into the heart of Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, to betray him, Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands, that he had come from God and was going to God, rose from supper and laid aside his garments, took a towel, and girded himself. Now that's a long sentence. But we're told the Passover meal is already over. At some point that evening, maybe before the Passover meal, I don't really remember, but the disciples had been bickering over who would be greatest in Jesus' kingdom. 
either Jesus immediately responds to it at this point in time, or that was in his mind during the Passover, and now he was going to respond to that. So the supper was ended. The devil had already put it into Judas's heart to betray Jesus. Judas had already taken care of the arrangements. He'd already received the money. He was ready to betray Christ. He knew what was going to happen later that evening. But only Jesus and Judas did. We get this statement in verse 3. Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands, that he had come from God and was going to God, Jesus had this knowledge. He knew the authority. He knew the responsibility, the mission that the Father had put into his hands. The Father had given all things into his hands. We're told in other parts of the New Testament, particularly the book of Revelation, that God the Father gave all authority to the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus tells us in Matthew 28, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. So Jesus knew that he had this authority. He had the authority to not go to the cross. He had the authority to not be betrayed. He could have called down angels, but he also had the authority to go to the cross, to experience the death, burial, and resurrection, and to gain victory for his followers. He had that authority. He had authority over Satan. He had authority that Satan couldn't stop any of this. He couldn't undo what Jesus was about to do. So all authority had been given into his hands. Verse 4 tells us, He rose from supper with this knowledge and laid aside his garments, took a towel, and girded himself. Jesus took the posture, the attire of a servant. The disciples had to be amazed at what was going on. They probably didn't understand immediately. As he rises from supper and takes off his outer garments, takes a towel, and girds himself with a towel. We're told after that he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet. All of this, I believe, happened deliberately and slowly. All eyes were on Jesus. He'd already mentioned that somebody was going to betray him, and there was concern over that. He'd already instituted communion, or what we call the Lord's Supper. He pours the water into the basin, and he begins to wash the disciples' feet. This was the activity that a servant would do when guests came into the master's house. And Jesus was doing this for the disciples. And one of the things we need to note is, no one had done this for Jesus prior to the Passover, prior to the meal. None of the other disciples had humbled themselves and took it upon themselves to wash their brethren's feet or the Lord's feet. So Jesus is doing this. And he began to wipe them with a towel with which he was girded. This is a humbling, sobering picture. I can't even begin to imagine anyone washing my feet, much less the Lord Jesus washing my feet. In verse 6, we're told, Then he came to Simon Peter, and Peter said to him, Lord, are you washing my feet? Jesus answered and said to him, What I am doing you do not understand now, but you will know after this. That's an important encouragement for all of us. Peter didn't understand what was going on. He acknowledges that Jesus is the Lord, and it's the Lord who's washing his disciples' feet, his followers' feet. And Jesus tells him what we all need to hear clearly. Many of the things that Jesus does, many of the things that we have to experience, we do not understand now. But we will have knowledge later. 
we will understand when God accomplishes what he intends to accomplish. I'm thankful for that. I can't begin to tell you how many things I didn't understand or had no clue concerning when they were going on. But later on, I learned the lesson and I understood what God was doing. We need to have faith and trust the Lord. In verse 8, Peter said to him, You shall never wash my feet. Jesus answered, If I do not wash you, you have no part with me. Jesus said, You must be washed. And Jesus isn't talking just about feet here. You must be cleansed by me or you have no part with me, is ultimately what Jesus is saying. Then Simon Peter said to him, Lord, not my feet only, but also my hands and my head. Lord, I want to have a part of you. I want you not only to wash my feet, I want to be completely a part of you. Wash all of me. Then Jesus in verse 10 says, He who is bathed needs only to wash his feet, but is completely clean. And then he changes the tenor, and you are clean, but not all of you. Verse 11 helps us to understand that phrase, but not all of you. He's not talking, Peter, you're clean, but not your whole body. I need to wash your feet. He's saying, you are clean, but not all of you disciples are clean. Verse 11 says, for he knew who would betray him. Therefore, he said, you are not all clean. You see, the disciples were clean except for Judas Iscariot because he would betray him. Now, Jesus knew that Peter would deny him, yet Peter was clean. So we see a distinction here. The 11 disciples are clean, but Judas is not. They were clean because of the word that Jesus had taught them and their faith in the word. Somehow Judas had not put faith in Jesus. So verse 12 tells us, So when he had washed their feet, taken his garments, and sat down again, he said to them, Do you know what I have done to you? And now we get the lesson. You call me teacher and Lord, and you say, Well, for so I am. If I then, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. In other words, stop bickering over who's going to be the greatest in the kingdom. Stop posturing for leadership and authority. Become servants like I have served you. Serve one another. Verse 15, for I've given you an example that you should do as I have done to you. Most assuredly, I say to you, a servant is not greater than his master nor is he who is sent greater than he who sent him. If you know these things, blessed are you if you do them. And Jesus says, listen, you're not greater than me, yet I washed your feet. You need to have the attitude of a servant. You need to humble yourself and serve one another. The church needs to hear this message. You and I need to hear this message. Men need to serve their families. Wives need to serve their families. Children need to serve. We need to serve at work. We need to serve in the community. We need to serve in church. We need to take a humble posture, a humble perspective, and humble ourselves in service to one another. Jesus says, if you know these things, blessed are you if you do them. It's not enough to know that we're to be servants. It's not enough to know these truths. The blessing comes from doing what we know should be done. What a lesson. I'm so thankful for Jesus's example, not just here, but throughout all the scriptures. And I hope we recognize that we as Jesus's servants are not greater than our master. And Jesus is our master. We should follow his example and do as he did, love as he loved, because having loved his own, he loved them to the end. We need to do the same thing 
and hopefully, prayerfully, finish well. Father in heaven, help us to be like Jesus. Help us to see and understand. Thank you for the cleansing that comes through faith in Jesus Christ and what he did for us in atoning for our sins on the cross, what he provides for us through his glorious resurrection. We thank you for the victory in Jesus. Help us to walk in that victory, not with pride and arrogance, not with heads held high, but rather lowly, heads bowed, humbly, gently, meekly, like our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and yet with courage and boldness. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for studying with us today. You can subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. Drawing Near is a ministry of FBC Tip City based on the truth that if we will draw near to God, He will draw near to us.